Oh, I was over 60s. Oh, I didn't have my hearing aid in, sorry. <laughs> All right, please take your Bibles. We're going to look at Proverbs 24. Pastor asked me to preach on Sunday and he said, feel free to make it short. So I went, yes, good one. Thanks, Pastor. Tonight won't be very, it won't be very deep. It'll be something, just some thoughts for you to think about. Um, there won't be anything new, but it is good just to think about some things. We'll have a look in Proverbs 24, verse 16. Um, about a, a, a week and a half or so ago, um, or sorry, the, the last couple of Sundays, Pastor's been looking out of, uh, out of Mark 14, and there's a verse in verse 42 that got me thinking about this, um, where it says, uh, Mark 14, 42, it says, it says, rise up, let us go low, um, he that betrayeth me is a hand. That's when Jesus was trying to pray, wanted his disciples to watch and they were sleeping and at the end it says, he says, rise up. And a week or so before that I had put on a, um, uh, uh, the digital radio in my car has, has a Christian station and it was a, uh, there was a message being, being preached and coming to the end of it and the guy was preaching out of, out of Proverbs uh, 24, 16. And when Pastor had mentioned this verse in Mark 14, 42, it was kind of like, um, it was talking about rising up and it, and it got me thinking and, and it seems like whenever I have these sort of thoughts that seem to stick out, often then Pastor says, and within a week, uh, can you preach? So this is what's been fresh in my mind and um, I thought I'd just give you some, something to think about tonight. So 20, Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says... For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. But that first thought there, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. I'm just going to pray, ask God to help me and help, ask God to help you listen as well. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for um, church tonight, even though we're small in number. We, I'm thankful that people are still wanting to be in church still wanting to sing and still wanting to be part of hearing the word of God. And I pray you just help me as I just look at some simple thoughts that it might provoke us a little bit or even just challenge us or just help us to think a little bit about how we fall. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In thinking about this, there's a lot of different angles you can come from and this is probably what I got tonight probably wasn't the original angle I was coming from, but this is what's came over in my mind the last couple of nights. All right, so as I've already mentioned, as pastor was preaching, I've had this thought. And um, when you look at this particular verse in verse 16, it's pretty clear and it makes no bones about it. it the message is very clear that, that people fall. People fall, whether you're an unsaved person or whether you're a saved person, People fall over all the time. And I'm going to use some analogies of, of a physical falling over and make some simple thought-thinking applications about our spiritual life, how we can fall as well. But it's very clear whether you're a man or woman, old, young, whether you've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years, or whether you're new, people will fall. And in this particular verse, it mentions for a just man. So a just man, we would... Um, Think about someone who is a Christian, someone who knows God, someone who is walking right can actually fall. And that encompasses all of you and including me here tonight. It's, 
and, and I'm sure if you were to be honest, you would say, yes, Brother Paul, I've, prob- I've fallen from time to time. I can, I, I can um, attest to that. I know what it's like to fall. Each one of us know that when we're walking well for so long, when we do fall, it can be a hard way down. And sometimes it's hard to get back up. But I want to briefly mention tonight just some thoughts about falling, how we can fall. And then I want to encourage you right at the end about what our text verse here says. But it says, um, uh, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth again and riseth up again. We don't stay fallen. God wants us to continually rise and keep going. So the first thing I want you to think about tonight as, as you ponder these thoughts in your mind about falling, a just man can stumble. A just man can stumble. I want you to think about maybe the last time you, you, you have stumbled. Have you ever, those of you that, that are here tonight and sing in the choir, have you ever stumbled on the stairs? Maybe coming up the stairs or going down and you, and you stumble? Thankfully, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody stumble and actually hit the deck yet. So if, if, if you're in quiet tonight, please, please don't be the first person, all right? Because unfortunately, my wicked nature will probably go, no. I, I don't need to probably be me now. So, but we know what it's like to stumble. I think about the times that I've stumbled physically as a, as a person. Often it can be when there is just too much going on. Maybe you're trying to carry too many things. I, I was carrying some, um, some boxes around today. I had both arms full. And when you have your arms full, often you can't see what is in front of you. I had to put these boxes in, in a small storeroom and I found that I was stumbling over things within the storeroom because I just couldn't see what was going on. I had too much going on in, in my busy hands. You know, sometimes we can have so much going on in life that it, it causes us not to be able to see clearly and then thus, when that happens, we can often stumble and fall. Maybe, you have, maybe you've got just too much work going on. Maybe you've got a too, much, uh, maybe a too much leisure time going on or too much sporting activity. Or maybe you're just, maybe you're just out all the time and you don't spend enough time with God and the point is, you can stumble. Maybe that's you now. Maybe you can testify, yes, that's been me in the past. I have had times where I've been so busy that I've forgotten maybe even the word of God. So busy serving, so busy doing things, so busy down at church, so busy doing everything that I can that I've stumbled because I've just, I can't see what's going on. I've overloaded myself with too much stuff, I've weighed myself down. Sometimes we can get caught doing the juggling act. Put your hand up if you, if you can juggle. Who can juggle three balls? I can a little bit. Right? When you first start out, you're juggling. The technique's not there, but finally you get it. And what happens is you're so focused on, on, on these balls that you don't want to drop them that inevitably you do drop one. And then you drop a second one. And then you try and chase it and then you knock into things. When we try to juggle too many things, we can end up stumbling because we're not focused on the right thing. We're focused too much on work, too much on children, too much on school, too much on this, and we end up falling because we're not focused on the right thing. You know, sometimes 
when we get so much going on, we can just get so overconfident that we end up stumbling. Have you ever just coasted through your Christian life because you're confident that you can just play church? You're so confident that you can do everything you're supposed to do that you're not even thinking about serving God or, or you're not actually thinking about your Christian walk or honouring God because you're just coasting, going through the motions. When we get to that stage where we get so overconfident, sometimes it's easier to miss a step or two. If you were to run up and down the stairs regularly here at church, and I'm sure that's probably happened to people before, maybe you've tried to skip a step, you're so confident you can jump up two stairs or three stairs, you do that long enough, eventually you're going to miss. Because you're not thinking, you just know you can do it. And eventually you hit the deck and you can fall. Sometimes we can fall because, because we can just stumble. Sometimes we can stumble because we just get too close to the edge. Think about maybe walking too close to the edge of a cliff. You're right on the edge, and this is the cliff, obviously, and we just like walking along the edge, see how close we can get. Eventually, sometimes that little bit of dirt or grass might give way, and we can stumble. How many Christians do you know that like to live life on the edge? So God's way over there, and the world's just there, and yet it's kind of like there's a, in their mind, there's a bit of a grey area. I can, I'm still acting like a Christian, but I just want to get right on the edge. I don't like what everyone else is doing, because that's, that's hard. That's causing me a little bit of issue, that's causing me a little bit of discomfort. I like what the world does over here, because that looks really cool, and I'm still young, and, and I just want to live as close as I can. I've, no, I've known Christians like that who live, they're very like the world, yet they're still in church, and yet, guess what, they're only a foot away from stumbling and falling because they live close to the edge. What about we become a bunch of tightrope walkers thinking that we're invincible? Have you ever thought about that? Young people, when they walk on the edge, they think they'll never fall. They think that the world won't affect them. They think that the influences that they're so close to won't bother them. It won't have that influence that everyone says it will. And then you see so many young people who get through their high school years and then when, they, when they're old enough to make their decisions, they do move. They move further over the edge and then they find it very hard to get back. They think they're invincible. It's like we're... Have you seen those in years gone past, the tightrope walkers who walk across the canyon with just a pole? And you think, well, they're crazy. They obviously thinks he's invincible. And that's what like young Christians or any Christian can be. They're walking on the edge between the world and God and they, it won't hurt me. I'll be fine. Until they stumble. They lose their balance and stumble. So we can, we can stumble because we're just too close to the edge. We're just like those sheep who just want to get their head through the fence because there's something better on the other side. Even though they've got plenty of green grass over here, there's plenty to eat, for some reason that fence is like a magnet. And I just want to get my head through there because there's obviously the fence is there to stop me getting that better stuff, even though it's exactly the same grass um, in the analogy. So sometimes we stumble because we get too close to the edge. Sometimes we stumble because we're just not aware of what is around us. Have you ever seen people that are just walking around with their head in the clouds, just daydreaming? Or they're thinking and they're just in life, 
Maybe you're on your phone, daydreaming. Who's ever walked into something, stumbled because they're, because they're on their phone? Has any, can, will anyone confess to that? Has anyone walked into a pole, Caleb? You've done that? Walking along and you bump into someone. Someone stopped and you didn't see them and bang. Not, not only you go down, but maybe you take someone down with you. Sometimes we can just be so blase over life or, or with God that as we're walking along, we don't take time to look around what's going on around us. We forget what people, what's happening in people's lives. We forget what, what Satan has laid traps for us. Satan will put traps everywhere. And if we're so busy, we're consumed with our own little lives that we will miss the traps that Satan has laid for us. And before too long, we've stumbled into something and we wish that we weren't there. And those traps are often hard to get out of. But because we're not looking, because we're not aware of what's going around us, we can certainly trip. Who's ever, who's ever walked through the house and mums and dads, who's ever walked through the house and stood on a car where, where the kids have left a car or a, or a, or a soldier or a marble or a, girl, a bobby pin or a, or, or a um, what do you call them, a, a hair a hair comb that is sticking up and you go, oh, someone's not aware of what's going on because you're not, you're not concentrating. And that's what can happen within our Christian lives. We can, just be, be, we can just be so caught up within ourselves that we just don't see what's going on around us. Who's ever been caught in some mud, walking along, seen a little bit of a puddle or something and gone slush? and you got caught and then tripped over because you got stuck in the mud. These are simple analogies, but it's the truth. The world, the world has so much mud around us, so much gunk and so much filth, and you may not even see it underlying what you're walking around, but if we're not aware of what's going on, we can easily get caught and stumble. How many times have you stumbled already this year because of some of these things, just not being aware not being focused, maybe getting too close to things. Um, I have to testify, sometimes I, I stumble, I fall, I trip over. And we find that temptation is everywhere and sin is the result. For both men and women, boys and girls, temptation is there. And Satan knows how to lay those snares and those traps for us so that, we, so that we stumble. So the first way that we can actually hit the deck is by stumbling. And a just man can do that. Did you know a just man can be tripped? Who's ever tripped somebody over before? Who's ever tripped their brother or their sister over? Most of us can, can remember that, those times when you see your brother coming and, and you just put your foot out and down they go, <laughs> giggle, giggle. Or your sister, I never had any sisters, so um, I, I, I only had brothers. And we used, to, we used to do stupid things with each other all the time. Um, I remember my younger brother copped so much from me, he, he could have been dead many times. Physically, physically, hospital, we couldn't get to the hospital because my stepdad was drunk and yet blood was coming out of his head and he needed stitches, so he didn't get stitches and all from, from me. But we do things... But 
a just man can be tripped. When we trip, it's sometimes it's even more painful than when we just stumble. Stumble, we, we lose our balance and we go down. But when we're tripped, it can actually hurt because you're just not expecting it. It, it, it comes out of the blue. And I think Satan is the, is the master of tripping people up. He lays snares. You know, I reckon Satan lays snares and they lay there dormant for ages till you come by. But then sometimes he purposely waits and sticks his foot out and little Christian stumbles and falls and hits the deck because he's been tripped up. Satan's a master at it because he knows exactly what you're like. He knows exactly what makes you tick. He knows your weaknesses inside and out. He watches you. He studies you. He watches your reactions on things. He's aware of what makes you happy. He's aware of what makes you sad. He's definitely aware of what makes you angry. Slow laptops make me angry. My laptop at the moment is having mental attacks and I want to throw it. Have you ever wanted to punch a screen that's just sitting there? I get angry. I did that. No, I, didn't, I didn't do that today. But that's what I felt like. You just, and he's probably sitting there going, I'm going to make Paul's laptop go. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to wind him up. But we can, we can react to things and we can get tripped up. There are little triggers that he knows that are going to cause us to, to sin, to think thing, things wrong, to do things wrong. And it's like he's walking by and it's like he will put his foot out and he'll give you a little shove and you'll go down and you'll hit the deck and you'll be bruised and you'll be bloodied and you'll have a, a blood nose and you'll have grey shins just like we see the kids out, on, out at school. They'll come in crying and, and, and we'll be so upset because now we've hit the ground, we've sinned, or we've done something wrong, we're upset and Satan just laughs all the way home. As he goes to the next person, he's tripped you up. We can fall because we can, we can be tripped. Have you ever noticed that, that, that Satan doesn't discriminate on who he trips up? It can be the nicest person in church that he wants to trip up. It can be the oldest person in church that he wants to trip up. It can even be the youngest person. And you know what? It can be the person that thinks they're so insignificant that why would Satan want to upset me? Why would he bother with me? I was thinking about that today. I was thinking... If someone ever says, I'm no bother to Satan. Have you ever heard someone say that? Satan's not going to worry. He's not going to come after me. He'll go after pastor. But I thought about that and I thought, if you get the most, the most seemingly insignificant person in church who obviously thinks they'll never get bothered, if Satan can trip them up, that can affect other people. That can affect pastor. It can affect those that, that they talk with. And that one little person who thinks that, why would Satan bother me, is because Satan can trip that person and it can affect so many other people. If pastor trips up, if he gets tripped up, it affects many people. But even the young child, if Satan trips them up, it can affect the parents. It can affect those sitting in the pews around them. Have you ever noticed at critical moments in church when the point is being driven home, a child starts screaming? And you think, and instantly you think, why are they doing that? And then, you, then instantly you sometimes think, Satan's doing that. His pastor's giving an invitation, and it's and it's serious. And you're thinking about praying about someone, 
in, in the congregation and, and you're really praying and all of a sudden, bam, a phone goes off. Or a, a child screams and you think, Satan's doing that, he's tripping things up. And Satan will do that. So a just man, can, he can stumble in falling, he can be tripped. And then I thought about it too, and I was just trying to think ways how I can fall. And a just man can be pushed. A just man can be pushed. And what I think about this is, who normally, who normally does the pushing? If I'm going to push something, it's me, it's people. The dog doesn't come and push me over, or the tractor doesn't come and push me over, it's people. People can push us down. It can be the world, but it can also sometimes be Christians. Christians can be the tool that Satan uses or the world uses to push you down. Let me encourage you to, to not be that person that Satan uses to push somebody down, to make them stumble, to make them hit the deck. And then you know what sometimes what happens is sometimes when we do stumble, after we've, we've been pushed down by the world or by a brother or sister, sometimes they can get even more nasty than that. Sometimes they can stand there with their foot on you while you're down and keep you down and try and hold you down so you don't get back up again. Now, I'm not, I, I can't think of anyone here in, my, in this church that, that's really done it to me, but I know it can happen. I've seen it happen where people can be that stumbling block to, to make people fall. They don't like what they're doing. They don't like the decision. They don't like the clothes they wear. They don't like the, 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 maybe the path that they're taking in life. And they'll seem to attack them. And they'll have a go at them. And they'll complain. And they'll be bitter. And they'll just stir up trouble. And then people start getting pushed down because someone's bad attitude or someone's bad living and it can be in the church. We expect that from the world. We expect the world to want to push you down and you know, they don't want to hear what you have to say and they want to stamp out Christianity. They want to keep it out of the churches and out of the schools and out of the government and out of everywhere. We expect the world to want to push you down, but we don't expect within the church to be pushed down. So we can stumble, we can be tripped, we can be pushed, but then finally at the end of our verse, I really haven't gone much within a lot of verses tonight just some thoughts to finish with and the last thing is there that for a just man falleth seven times I've only got three things there but I could think of another four if I, if I tried but it says there and riseth up again so if you ever find that you're in a place where you've fallen down whether it's through discouragement whether it's through hardship whether it's just plain outright sin and you realise you're in this quagmire or, you, or, or you're on your back or, or on your face and you're bruised and you're sore and you're feeling bad about things and you're feeling guilty and you're feeling unworthy and unrighteous and, and you're feeling God will never understand, God will never love you, God will never forgive you. The Bible says the righteous man, he gets up. He rises up again. Just man falleth seven times. Interesting, it says... Seven times. Could have used any number, but to me, falling seven times is a lot. 
can imagine falling seven times in a single day. Sometimes I do more than that. Sometimes I just trip up all the time. But the Bible says that the just man, he will, he will get up. He will rise up. It is, it seems to be, and it's sad to say, but it, it is inevitable that we will fall. We will hit the deck from time to time. But we've got to remember just to keep getting up and keep getting up and keep getting up. What I find is when I do fall, when I finally come to my senses and stop being a goose, I find God has his hand out extended, ready to help me up. That's the good thing about it. We can fall and we can feel pretty miserable because we're maybe hurt or somebody's hurt us. Feeling pretty discouraged. Feeling like, what's, what's the use? No one cares. No one loves me. And then when we stop, finally stop that and we start thinking about it, if we just look, you'll probably find God's hands just waiting there. Say, you ready? Please get up. I'll help you. And that's the good thing that I like. God is always there to help us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with... I was even going to try and do the accent, but I'm not going to because I'll embarrass myself. But some of you may have heard this. I want you to see if you can pick who it is. Somebody said this. If you can pick, if you can pick who it is, I'll say, good on you. All right. Let me tell you something that you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Anyone knows that? No? All right. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't how hard it is, sorry, it, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward, that's how winning is done. Anyone know who said that? Anyone want to guess? Sorry? Yes. Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. He said that. And I just thought about that. I remembered hearing that and I went looking for it and I thought, well, that's a good way to finish the message. It looks like Paul's just stumbled there. All right. <laughs> you can help me get back up later. All right.